0: Again, good evening, everybody, and welcome to our midweek Bible study. I'm excited that you are with me on this evening. Let's we're gonna jump into some word in just a second. Do me a favor, go ahead and share this on your page, share this with somebody uh it's an awesome time i'm I'm excited about today it is wednesday october twenty first do you realize that we are just about at the end of this year we are headed down the stretch um we're about to go into the uh the holiday season um November is right around the corner and I'm just excited about what's getting ready to take place um both here in the earth as well as here at liberty and with your life, and I want us to jump into a word of prayer. Do me a favor real quick. Um, go ahead and share this on your page. Um, There's a lot of information we're going to get. Uh, Get into on this evening. I'm excited. We have been in a season and in a time of uh, becoming kingdom citizens and building the kingdom of God. Um, We have a mandate, we have a mindset, and we have an opportunity to advance the kingdom. The kingdom assignment that's on our lives. The kingdom agenda. Uh, So get your Bibles. Get everything with you. And uh, we're getting ready to jump into this word on this evening. So if all hearts and minds are prepared, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for today, God. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this season. We thank you for this moment, God. And as we prepare our hearts and minds for the word, God, we ask God that you just continuously be who you said you would be in our life. You are Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Tiskanu our Jehovah Shalom, our God of peace. So God, we thank you, God, for the spirit of peace that you've given us, God. So God, no matter what today has brought, no matter what challenges we face, no matter where we stand at right now, God, we stand in your presence. We we give you honor, we give you glory, we give you all the accolades that we can say out of our mouth. The, the Apostle Paul put it best that if I had 10,000 tongues, I simply couldn't praise you enough. So God, with the one tongue that we have, we'll praise you. Your word declares let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord so God it didn't uh it didn't make that mandate based upon our situation being in a good situation but even when we're in our bad situations God we still praise you even when we're in uncertainty we praise you even when we're uh when we're lost or even when we're in the greatest of situations we praise you God so God we just open up our mouth with adoration we open up our mouth with praise we open up our mouth with a love offering unto you so God on this evening just find our homes, find our inhabitants, find a place that we are pleasing in your sight, conducive for your spirit to have its reign, conducive for your spirit to take residence right now in the name of Jesus. Whoever may be under the sound of my voice, God, that needs to hear a word from you, let this be a rhema word on this evening, God. Let this word penetrate, let this uh, word saturate, and let this word develop your, sit, your kingdom uh, citizens, God, so that we can be better for you, God. So we can be better in the earth, so that we can t- continue to be the salt and the light of the earth, God. For you said, if the salt loses its taste or if the light loses its luster, what good is it, God? So God, continue to replenish us. Continue to pour Your Spirit out into us God continue to pour your spirit out into the earth God so for your word declares in that last day that you would pour your spirit into the earth and young men would see with uh, dream with have visions and old men would dream dreams God so God we right now we receive what you have for us and as your people it is in Jesus name that we pray amen. 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 Do me a favor once again, go ahead and share this. We're going to jump into some word. I told you we've been dealing with this mindset and this thought about uh, being king, be, being better kingdom citizens. And tonight I want to deal with a couple of kingdom concepts on this evening, um, in particular, your thought and perception, your thought and perception. Um Thought and perceptions are both interrelated and how one thinks affects how one perceives and even what one perceives or sees uh, is based upon your thought. So this evening we want to consider a couple of different things and and a couple of different texts and I really want to dive into this word on this evening. So uh, get your Bibles and uh, lift up your Bibles, your cell phones, your iPads, whatever you may have and repeat after me real quick, Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible It is my personal copy of God's purpose, of God's plan, and God's design for my life. Therefore, I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. And my life has been better after hearing the word of the living God. Therefore, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will not be distracted, but I will hear what thus saith the Lord. And as a result of what I hear today, I'm going to leave here better than I came. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. We, I'm ready to jump into this, so, so do me a favor. If you open up your Bibles real quick to Philippians the first chapter, looking at the sixth verse, this is going to be our foundational scripture for tonight, dealing with thought life and the perception, a thought life and the perception of the kingdom citizen, the kingdom believer, the the person that God has has called you to be. And we're going to look at this scripture, and 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 tonight we are. Uh, we're, we're ready for you and ready for this opportunity to become better kingdom citizens. I'm going to ask you do me a favor one more time. Just go ahead and share this with somebody. Um, this scripture that we're getting ready to look at is a very famous scripture, and all of us know it. And, and if you give me about an hour, give me about 45 minutes of your time, I promise you I'm going to get you out of here on this evening. Um, Philippians the first uh, the first chapter, looking at the sixth verse, simply says this. Reading from the New American Standard Bible, it says, "For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work, somebody say good work." and you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He who has begun a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So once again, I told you tonight, we're going to be talking about thoughts and perceptions. Thoughts and, perf- thoughts and perceptions. Um, why? Because I need you to grab hold of these couple of points that, that, that if your mind is right, your, your perception of life is right, your perception of being a kingdom citizen right. If your thought process does not reflect the will of God or what the purpose of God is for you in the earth, then you will miss the mark and see a, and see a different perspective of everything around you. You'll see a different perspective of how you should live. You'll see a different percep- perspective of the things that you should be trying to obtain, the things that you should be chasing after in life, and it will cause you to chase the wrong thing and receiving the wrong aspects or the wrong wrong, uh, 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 benefits of what you're chasing. Um, we know that this world has taught us to chase after a lot of different things. This world has taught us to seek after a lot of other things. But first and foremost, if we seek after the kingdom of God, Scripture says, seek seek ye after the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all other things shall be added. But a lot of times i Thoughts and our perspectives are based on other things other than kingdom building, other than being a good kingdom citizen, other other than advancing the word of God in the earth. So, tonight we're going to deal with what are our thoughts and what are our perceptions as kingdom citizens. Um, Why? Because I need you to ask yourself this what are thoughts and perceptions? What are thoughts and perceptions? And this evening, if you can uh, jot down answers um, in in our chat rooms, uh, whether you're on Facebook or on Twitter or on Periscope or even on our church app, I need to ask you this question. What are thoughts? thoughts and what are perceptions. Um, What do you believe your thoughts are? What are your perceptions? How do you define those things? Why? Because the definition that the dictionary has for a thought is this, the product of mental activity, that which one thinks perception or uh, that which one thinks, excuse me, the, the definition of thought, again, is the product of mental activity that which one thinks. A perception or perceiving is defined as this, to become aware of, know, or identify by means of senses. Um, so so what, uh, the, what we think... Um, the activity of our mind, the activity of that mental aspect of our mind, what we one think is your thoughts. That that's plain and simple for everybody. I know that seems a little redundant, but that's plain and simple for everybody. The product of mental activity. So what your mind processes, what your mind relates to your mouth or to your brain or to your eyes or whatever it may be, comes from your thoughts. You have thoughts about how things taste. You have thoughts about how things feel. Your thoughts. Are are sensory uh, are sense uh, sensory um, um, activated? Excuse me, sensory activated. How you feel produces your thoughts. How you think produces your thoughts. How you uh, touch something produces certain thoughts in your life, and and so much so that a lot of times. The where we are in life and what we perceive in life is based upon our thoughts or what we know to be true, what we know to be right, what we know to be wrong. Um, When we perceive things, it means that we have now become aware of certain things, aware of certain thoughts, and we have formulated something based upon our thoughts. Um, we have formulated something based upon the Id- uh, the identity of something if you see a person with uh, 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 if you see a person doing a certain thing, you're automatically going to perceive something whether it's right or whether it's wrong um, when you see a person dress a certain way, our perception has gotten us in trouble a lot of times because we automatically go by what our senses and what our mind has been, Uh, trained to tell us is going on. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. And I know some of you are like, what are we really dealing with tonight? But when we talk about thoughts and and, and perceptions, I need you to understand this. Proverbs 16 and 1 says this, uh, 1 through 3, it says, the plans of the heart belong to man, but the answers of the tongue is from the Lord. Verse number two says, all the ways of a man are clean in his own sight, but the Lord weighs the motives. Motives are based off of our perception. Verse number three said, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. Plans come from your thoughts. Plans come from your mindset. Plans come from how you perceive that you want your life to be. And as a kingdom citizen, if we're advancing the kingdom of God, there are certain thoughts, there are certain perceptions there are certain ways of thinking that we have to have. We can no longer come to God with a mindset of being in bondage. Once you gave your life to Christ, the Bible said, whom the Son sets free is truly free indeed. So you are no longer bound by the penalty or the wages of your sin, the guilt of your sin. Yes, you may fall short. Yes, you may sin. But once you've given your life to Christ, the guilt of your past sins are washed away. The guilt of your past failures, your past success are washed away. And now, from that moment, forward, you now have the opportunity of living your best life as a kingdom citizen, as a child of God, as an heir and a joint heir, as adopted in the beloved. You have the proper mindset or you have the proper ability to tap into the Holy Spirit, which Jesus said, I would send to you to lead and guide you in all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I've taught and that I that you've seen so now as a kingdom citizen your whole makeup your whole mindset your whole opportunity or your whole um, system has been rebooted to have a kingdom mandate upon it it has a kingdom mandate for it and as a kingdom citizen and I keep dwelling on this because you are a kingdom citizen you have dual citizenship in the United States as a human and in a spiritual realm you have another citizenship as a child of God. Your citizenship is equally as important. You have certain inalienable rights living here in this country. So that means you have certain inalienable rights being a child of God and being a kingdom citizen. So now when we think about this and we look at verse number three, or even if we start with verse number one, where it says the plans of the heart belong to man. That means those things that that your heart desires to do. But the answer to those plans and of the tongue is from the Lord. The answers of the tongue is from the Lord. The answers of how to obtain as a kingdom citizen those plans of the heart should be coming from the heart of God. Should be coming from the mouth of God. Should be coming from your time in worship. Your time in reading the word. Your time in understanding and your prayer life. You should be receiving the answers of how to obtain these plans from God, so yeah. Everybody has plans of financial prosperity. Everybody has plans of, uh, of certain accolades in their in their life, benchmarks in their life. But where we fall short at a lot of times is what we give stewardship or what we give lordship over those plans. Uh, a lot of times if we if we see a way that we can obtain wealth or that a way that we uh, can obtain success and it does not include God it does not put God at the forefront of it. we will place the, the, the way that we've uh, been taught or the way that we've learned uh, to have stewardship over or lordship over the plan of action. And 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 yes, it may it may succeed a certain way, but when you remove God out of it, you remove His will, you remove His provisions, you remove His aspect out of the plan. And God may and when God gives dreams and when He gives visions, Habakkuk two and three, write the vision and make it plain. Though the vision may tarry, it shall come to pass. It shall not lie. It shall, it shall perform that thing which it was called to do. So now, if, if if God is giving you the vision, God is giving you the plan, God is giving you the thoughts as a kingdom citizen to obtain a certain thing. Why do we simply give it over, uh, give uh, give control over to something of the world? It's because what we see or the way we perceive things is that we can have more success a lot of times giving it over to the world because the world standards say this is how you obtain this. This is how you get to this. And if we're operating and functioning in excellency, then we have to have a different mindset. If we're operating and functioning with a kingdom mandate, we have to have a different mindset about the way we obtain stuff. And so now if we're doing that, I need you to ask yourself this uh, or, or, or really consider this. What one thinks often will become a life's pursuit. That's number one. Number two is Whatever you pursue will dominate your thoughts. And number three, whatever dominates one's thoughts dictates one's perception. Now, now let's let's look at that a little bit, uh, each one of them. What one thinks about often will become a life pursuit. I remember uh, 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 in my 20s, in my late 20s, when I had really got serious about my relationship with God, I knew internally what God had called me to be. I knew that God was calling me to pastor, not not just minister, not just be a, be in front of people on a pulpit, but God had called me to pastor people. God had called me to reach down to those people that 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 were that had been through the things that i had been through in life to help bring them out according to his will and his purpose so a lot of my late 20s my my 27 28 29 life i spent trying to figure out and construct a plan of moving forward in ministry moving forward and getting trained uh, moving forward and going to school moving forward and getting the right discipline to be who god who i knew god was was calling me to be. And so a lot of times my my mindset used to be always, I may have been doing other things in my life, but the the, the main focus always was about getting to God, getting getting the right understanding, getting getting into my word, building my prayer life, building my worship life, building my spiritual life, getting a better understanding of what God was really calling me into. And it consumed me so much, so much so that every everything that I thought about was wrapped around this pursuit, this life's pursuit about this thing. Then once I got married, my my mindset, the, the focus on that was about marriage and raising a family and raising children and all of these things. So what I thought about Began to be my life's pursuit. What you think about, what the, the goals, the aspirations, the desires, the dreams, the, the, breaking, the breaking free from generational curses, the breaking bondage, whatever you think about has a tendency to become your life's pursuit. Whatever you think about often or whatever you think about the most continues to become your life's pursuit. If you have dreams about that business, I don't care how well you're doing on your job, Job, you will constantly be consumed with a pursuit of getting that business started if you have dreams of going back to school and you constantly thinking about furthering your education i don't care what position you hold on your job you will constantly be thinking about going back to school i don't uh, when you're in the when, when you're in the mindset of ministry it, 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 you should always have a mindset of advancing and being educated more and more i'll never forget when I very first started in ministry that the, 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 the pastor that I served under or I submitted myself to leadership to said, just because you get a title does not mean that you stop educating yourself. Just because you get a title does not mean that you stop and and think that you've arrived. You always continue the education process, the continuous education. So now that became part of the function, even when I started in when I started pastoring. Those that 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 submitted themselves and were raised up as leaders, I conveyed that because that held a place in me to always make sure that we're striving for excellence. because you've received something, does not mean you stop trying to strive for excellence. So now, if we're dealing with thoughts and life's pursuits, uh, number two said this: Whenever, whatever you pursue, will dominate your thoughts. They interact. They they commingle with each other. So your thoughts will lead to what you're perceiving and what you're pursuing, and what you're pursuing will match your thoughts. No matter where it where what it is, no matter where you're at, and no matter how you do it. Because when we go back to Scripture, I want you to see that again. It says in verse number one, the plans of the heart uh, belong to man. But the answers of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are clean in his own sight, but the Lord weighs the motives. Verse number two is very important because what it's saying, all whatever I think about, I think that I can do it successfully and do it with a clean heart and a clean mind. But a lot of times God looks on the looks down at the recess recesses of our heart, recesses of our mind, recesses of what we've been through recesses of, uh, he looks in our memory bank to see if what we're doing is, uh, 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 is of the right motive. What are you doing that that, that the mo- when 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 God looks at it to see if the motives are right, to see if the motives are just, to see if the motives align with his will and his purpose for your life? As a kingdom citizen, you have to find out and figure out and seek God's face constantly to make sure that your motives are clean, are pure, and and make sure that they're the will of God with the motives that you're doing. Verse number three says this, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. Commit yourself, commit your works to the Lord, commit all the things that you're doing to the Lord, and your plans will be established. When, when, when the, those business plans, those advancements plans, those plans of moving to a new location, are you committing those things and those works to God and laying them before God and seeking the right answer, not just the happy answer or not just the answer that tickles you or makes you Smile, but seeking what God's will is for your life. As a kingdom citizen, you you no longer uh, have, we can, but you no longer operate under your own authority. You operate under a kingdom mandate. You, 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 just like living in this country, you cannot do what you want and not expect that if it does not abide by the laws of this land, that, it's go, that you're going to be remain safe. So how is it as a kingdom citizen, do we think we can do whatever we want to God and sit there and simply say, or whatever we want against the will of God, the purpose of God, and the plan of God, and then still remain safe? We have to align the things that we're desiring and chasing after, after God. We have to align it up with word. We have to match what our desires are to what the will of God says. If the will of God, if the word of God does not match up to what our desires are, we got to go back and say, God, take these desires that do not align with you up, take them away take them out of my heart, take them out of my spirit, deliver me from the desires that, are not, that do not align with what your ways say. Scripture teaches us what? Uh, for your ways are not our ways and your thoughts are not our thoughts. So now if, we, if we're if we saying that and we're asking God to align us with it, then our thoughts and our perceptions can get a new direction, can get a new understanding. A lot of our thoughts and our perceptions are generally based off of our environment and our situations or our environment and our past history. But now that you're a kingdom citizen, those thoughts and perceptions, yes, you can reference to a point, but now you have to submit that to the will of God. Somebody say, I got to submit my thoughts and my perceptions. So once again, number two said, whatever you pursue will dominate your thoughts. Number three, whatever dominates one's thoughts dictates one's perception. I want to park right there and, 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 and talk to you because we're not just talking about finances we're not just talking about uh other we're not just talking about the casual and funny things but even when your sins dominate your thoughts it will dictate one's perception when your sins dominate your thoughts it will dictate one's perception the the sins that 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 you enjoy the sins that you have Held on to. There are certain things uh, that 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 we know our sins before God, but it di- it dominates our thoughts and then it dictates our perception. Well, I can do this, but and God is just going to forgive me. I can. God knows my heart for real. So so God doesn't mind it. We'll try to justify sin simply with humanity. Sin is not justified. Humanity does not justify your sin. Amen. Humanity does not give you a right just to sin whenever you want. Humanity does not, does not give you an inalienable right to be, and when you say you're a kingdom citizen, to simply say, God, you got me and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. No, humanity will cause us to fall down a well and a rabbit hole of being given over to a reprobate mind humanity or, or or the thought that we can sin or this hyper grace theory where we can do whatever we want to do and just live this sinful life and then uh and just automatically assume that God's grace and his mercy will get us into heaven no we have to live a standard I constantly I've been telling you this for the last seven weeks that we have to live a standard of excellency we have to strive for a standard of excellency when scripture talks about when the spirit of of the Lord, when the, uh, uh, the enemy comes in like a flood, that the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard. If there's a standard bearer in our life, we have to obtain and try to walk by that standard. That does not mean that you will not make a mistake. That does not mean that you will not fall short because the Bible says we all fall short of, uh, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So if the Bible tells us that, God knows what we go through, but He does not expect us to live in sin. That's a big thing right there. He does not expect us to wallow in. It does not make our residence in sin. He does not expect us to live a life that is displeasing to Him and then run to Him every time. There has to be a maturation. There has to be a maturing. There has to be a time of consecration to sanctify oneself. So whatever dominates one's thoughts dictates one's perception. However I see life, it usually dictates my perception or whatever I think about life dictates my perception on life. So if I'm, if I'm constantly saying that I'm blessed, I'm going to see the blessing even in the challenge. But if I'm constantly caught seeing my life or my thought process says that I'm a failure, I'm a disappointment, I'm less than, then the way that I perceive every event in my life is going to be based off of I'm a being, me being a failure. It's going to be based off of me being less than. It's going to be based off of me not living up to the standard of God. But the word says, behold, I have made all things new. So if God has made you new, we got to change your thoughts. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says this, I beseech thee, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, acceptable and holy, which is your reasonable service. And be not what? Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. So my thoughts have to be renewed by the word of God. my, my perception has to be renewed by what the will of God is. I have to begin to see even myself the way that God sees me. And too often, you and I come into the body of Christ and maintain the same visual expectation of who we were before we came in the body. We we, we hold on to the way that people saw us and we uh, continue to allow our past to to, to, to direct our perception or influence our perception of us even as a kingdom citizen. But somebody tell yourself right now, somebody look at your neighbor, somebody look at your partner, whoever's next to you and tell your neighbor that my perception changes today my perception of my life changes today. And no matter what it is, my, what dominates my thoughts from this moment forward will be that of a kingdom citizen. Yeah, I'm not just a visitor in the kingdom of God. Somebody need to know that. You're not just a visitor in the kingdom of God. You are an ambassador of the kingdom of God right now. You're not just with a temporary visa that can be revoked when the work is complete. No, you you have a birth certificate that said you were born into the kingdom. You have a birth certificate that now establishes your citizenship. You have a birth certificate that has changed your last name from the world to child of God. So now, if my thoughts change to what, to me being a kingdom citizen, my perception now reflects that of a kingdom citizen. That when, 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 I, when I think about the blessings of God, and I posed this question earlier this week, uh, uh, when we think about blessings, are we perceiving blessings from a place of bondage or a place of freedom? Because if I'm no longer bound, my blessings that I'm asking God for are not just to bring me out, but it's to bring me out and be a blessing to somebody else. I'm no longer living in bondage where I need to get free because Scripture once again teaches us whom the sun sets free is truly free indeed. And our foundational Scripture says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Liberty is synonymous with freedom. So now if I'm walking in liberty, if I've been set free, why am I living my life based upon thoughts of being in a bondage state? Yeah, let that marinate real quick. Why do I continuously only go to God about bondage situations? If he set me free, I got to change my mindset from that I'm no longer in bondage to anything. I'm not in bondage to the debt. I'm not in bondage to the sin. I'm not in bondage to anybody's past past failures. I'm not in bondage to any of that. And if the sooner I can get that mindset, the sooner that you can get that mindset, then you can begin to walk in freedom and asking God for God's provisions, for God's blessings, for God's hand on your life so that you can be a blessing to somebody else because you receive how God is blessing you. When God sets you free from bondage, When God set you free and He's providing for you daily, He's not just providing so that you don't live in bondage. He's providing so that you can be a witness to somebody else. Your thoughts and your perceptions have to change to that of a kingdom citizen. But you got to know where to find your thoughts. You got to know where to look at to see God's Word concerning you. You got to know Scripture to bring you out of the mind bondage that so many people live in. The false perception that you are less than. The Bible says in, in Psalms 23 that I prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So he didn't say I'm a residence in that, in that valley. I'm walking through it. What is it that you're walking through that you've, tried, that you've stopped and built a house in? Mm, Jesus. What, what is it that, you, uh, that God has, de- has delivered you from? but you have set camp up in because it's been that way for so long. And God is saying, I'm delivering you from that right now, or I have delivered you from it, but I need your mindset to change to that of a deli- of somebody delivered. Yeah, the, the, the children of Israel back in, in, in Exodus, when they came out of Egypt, and they got to the place, to the mountain. When, when, when Moses had went up on the mountain, they, their mindset was, why bring us all the way out here to die where we could have died in Egypt? No, even if, oh Jesus, even if they did die in the wilderness was better than them dying in bondage of Egypt. They had to get a mindset and a perception that at this point, at that moment, they were free. Yeah, but the enemy for so much, and, and, and I'm talking to you right now, the enemy has for so long told you that being in bondage and in service to Satan gave you more of an opportunity than being in, to being free and being equally yoked or being yoked with Jesus Christ. The enemy has told you that it's better that, that, that you serve him that you remain, your thought process, your perception of the way he dictates the world to look is better than seeing the eyes or seeing the world and seeing people through the eyes of God. Your perception has to change. Um, Proverbs 23 and uh, verses 4 through 7 says this. And we just about, I'm, 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 I'm going to say I'm just about done, but we're almost at this place. Proverbs 23 verses 4 through 7 says this. Do not weary yourself to gain wealth. Cease from your consideration of it. When you set your eyes on it, it is gone. For wealth certainly makes itself wings like an eagle that flies towards the heavens. Verse number six says, do not eat bread of a selfish man or desire his delicacies. For as he thinks within himself, somebody underline that in your Bible. For as he thinks within himself, so is he. And he says to you, eat and drink but his heart is not with you. Yes, Satan all day long is going to tell you to eat, drink, and be merry, to to enjoy this, but his heart is not with you. His heart is to, to destroy God's creation. God's greatest creation, if you did not know, is you. He created the earth in all his beauty. He created the animals in all their beauty. He created the flowers, the trees, and everything else. But the scriptures teach us that, 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 that us as his creation was his biggest delight, that he loves us so much. The Bible said, who is man that, 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 he, that he's just a little lower than the angels? Amen. And and, and so if God created you with this aspect and this understanding of who you are, the enemy's whole plan is to kill, steal, and destroy God's perception or, or the perception that God wants you to get about who you are so your thoughts and your processes have to change why because this in verse number 7 says something major because it's two-sided with this it says for as he thinks within himself so is he how you think about yourself dictates how you perceive or even what the or even what you give off to others if you constantly are in a place of feeling like your life is in bondage What you're transferring or what you're transmitting to others are a person that's been defeated. But you are victorious through Christ Jesus. You are victorious through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. You are victorious because he's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. These are the things that you need to think on. These are the things that you need to build your perception on. Not that you were a a wretch undone, but you have done away with that you are no longer that wretch undone. You are a child of the Most High. You are a child of the King. You are the child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are the child of Alpha and Omega. You are the child of the beginning and the last. You are the child of the one who created the situation, the one who created the earth. You are the child of the one who has dominion over the earth. You are the one that was that, you are the child of the one that has dominion over every situation in your life. Now, you got to begin to perceive or have the perception of who you are as a child. Yeah, that sin does not have you bound. Your thoughts have you bound about the sin. And once your thoughts change to that, I'm an overcomer, that I am bigger than the sin, that the sin no longer can contain me because I'm a child of God. If you can begin to tell your sins that your sins are defeated and that they gotta go, then you can begin to see how God wants you, what God wants you to replace, or what God is trying to give you as, uh, as to, to remove that sin out of your life. Yeah, so so, so you got to understand, for as he thinks within himself, so is he. Why? Because I need you to get this. God's desire is to establish our thoughts and our perceptions in all areas of our life. I don't care what area it is in your life, from the very minute area all the way to the biggest area. God wants to desire, uh, his desire is to establish your thoughts concerning it. Your kids, when they're when, when they not acting right. Your spouse, when your spouse not acting right. Are you, ex- are you taking a godly perspective, the godly thoughts about it? Or are you relying on what God said in his word when your kids are acting up? Are you relying on Jeremiah uh, 1 and 5 where it says, I, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. I consecrated you. I called you a prophet to the nations. Are, are you relying that when, when your kids are going through, when your spouse is going through, are you relying on the scripture that says a sanctified wife sanctifies her husband and a sanctified husband sanctifies his wife? Are, when, when you're dealing on work, uh, when you're dealing with situations at work where the enemy seems to be throwing all types of fiery darts and, and all the weapons coming up against you, are you using scripture that says no weapons formed against me shall prosper? Are you understanding that when you get knocked down, that the Bible says that a just man falls seven times, but he gets up? Or are you allowing your thoughts to be based upon what what is happening right then and not saying, God, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world? What are you allowing to, to, to dictate your thoughts and your perceptions in life? Because God's desire is to establish our thoughts and our perceptions in all areas of our life, from your finances. Uh, let me. I, I, I got three questions that I'm asking you on here. Do you trust God first with the thoughts about your finances? And, and, and all of us have struggled with this. And, and I told you in the beginning, God, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a blessing. God, I need, well, God said, are you a good steward over what I've given you? Yeah, we we want blessings, but are we good stewards? Are we are are we learning discipline when it comes to what God is the resources that God is giving us? God, I'm you. You know I'm here. I ain't paid my rent. God, I'm uh, you know I'm here. My car no due. God, you know I'm here. My lights got to get paid. God is saying, yes, I'm your healer. I'm your provider. But are you going to develop the proper thing for, so that you can be a good steward over what I've given you, or are you going to constantly be fruit? I mean, be uh, be uh, spend it all, frivolous is the word that I was looking for. Are you constantly going to be frivolous with the funds that I've blessed you as a resource with, and then every time come to me saying, God, can you get me out of this? God is saying, I want better for you. I need you to have a better perception over your finances. Not only your finances, but do you trust God with, uh, first with the perception concerning your family?" Nobody has a perfect family. I, I guarantee that every person listening right now, we dug down deep enough that nobody every, no, every person in your family is not perfect. There, there, there are people that have all types of issues in family. There, there are people that, that, that we try to keep hidden in your family. There are people that are less than in your family. You might even be that one that everybody else considers less than. But do you trust God first with the perception concerning your family and his thoughts of your family? That he's raising up a remnant that can change, that can break generational curses. You know, a lot of things that I went through in, in, in my childhood or in my teenage years and my early adult years, I realized that at a point I have to become, I had to become the generational breaker. Yeah, and a, and a lot of times we 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 don't think that we can break the generational curses. A lot of times we don't think, we think that oh well because this person was like that in my family that I that I'm gonna be like this or this person was like that because a lot of times people's thoughts about us are based of what they've seen in the past. But right now, I dare you open up your mouth and declare that you're a generational changer. You're not even just changing generations. You're breaking generational curses. You're breaking, uh, you're breaking the cycle that's been around your family, the cycle of poverty, the cycle of whorism, the cycle of drug abuse, the cycle of addiction, the cycle of being uh, uh, of financially ins- unstable. You're breaking the cycle, the cycle of uh, the, uh, uh, gossiping, the cycle of sinfulness, the cycle of all these things that have been transpired in these familiar spirits that have attached themselves to your family. I dare you to declare that I'm the breaker of those spirits. I'm the I, I'm the generational breaker. It stops here with me. I tell people all the time: if you want gossip to stop, tell me because it's not going any further than this right here. I'm not a gossiper. Yeah, you 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 so so now we got to get to a mindset of trusting God with the perception concerning our family. Concerning your family right now, yeah, it may seem like everything is 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 going to hell in a handbasket in the family? But do you believe what God's word said about your family? How God sees your family—that you are one. That that the the husband and wife are joined together as one. That the, that the children are raised in the fear and adoration of God. That that. The Bible says train up a child in the way that he should go so that when they get old, that they will not depart far from it. That doesn't mean that they won't step out. That does not mean that they won't walk away for a moment, but they will not go far from it because they know where the word said, what the word says about them because you've trained them up. And so now do you trust God first with the perception concerning your family? And the third thing or the third question, do you trust God first with what you allow to have residence in your environment? I need everybody to, to, to really see that. Do you trust God first with what you have allowed or what you allow to have residence in your environment? Yeah, that, that, that's a big one right there. What, what do we allow to have residence in our environment? Yeah, we, we, we constantly say we're sons and daughters of the most high. We constantly say that God is, our, uh, God is at the forefront of our life. But uh, what are you allowing in your home that does not have the proper rights or what you have given the proper rights to your environment that's not of God? Yeah, do you trust God first with what you allow to have residence? Too often do we not allow God to have full dominion in our homes. We we don't allow God to have uh, full dominion when we wake up in the morning. We we wake up and we arguing with spouses and we're arguing with children instead of covering your home with the blood of Jesus when you wake up. Walking through as you get dressed, singing worship or even praising in your own head. Uh, just thanking God for everything. Thanking God for the lives of your children. Thanking God for the lives of your spouse. Thanking you God for the home that he's blessed you with. Uh, do you or do you allow late at night, do you, are you allowed things of this world, things of a sinful nature to have a resonance in the environment. Do you go to sleep with the wrong kind of music on? Do you go to sleep with the wrong thing on your TV and wonder why you're waking up and in bad spirits or wonder why you're waking up and it does not seem like everything is right or your day starts off bad? It's a lot of times dealing with what you are allowing in your spirit or in the environment of your home at night, what you're allowing in the, bar, in the Environment of your home through your kids. What are you allowing in your home? Or are you trusting God with what you allow to have residence in your environment? Yeah, a lot of times when 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 people deal want to know why it's always chaos in their life, are you allowing God to dictate who should be in your life? Or are you allowing allegiances or or are you allowing people that were from your past to remain in your life and all that's coming about is drama? Or are you even that person that's always bringing drama around? You're always the one talking about people. You're always the one gossiping about people. You're always the one with this thing. Uh, 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 don't tell nobody, but but I heard. <laughs> don't tell nobody, but but, but did you hear? See, are are you the one that needs to submit themselves and repent for what what you have caused in others' environments? Are you the one that gossips? Are you the one that's not trusting God to have full dominion and full reign? Why? Because uh, when we look at stuff, I need to ask you this question. How can we improve our thought life? How can we improve our thought life concerning uh, things even like race relationships? Uh, how, do we, how do we improve our thought life concerning uh, things such as race relationships? Because how, how, right now we're in a, a very fragile place in this country. See, if we can change the way uh, our thought process goes, even concerning race relationships or race relations, then we, we, we can get out of this whole, this whole place that we seem to be in as a society. We can get what God is really trying to transmit and relate to us in the earth. Yeah, we have to see what God is trying to tell us. We have to see what God is really trying to do with us. How can we improve our thought life even concerning race relations? Yeah, we're, we're in a very fragile time where... We're seeing systemic racism. We're seeing police brutality. We're seeing uh, uh, just a, 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 a blatant disregard for uh, black lives. We're seeing a blatant disregard for the lives of young men, the lives of young women. We're seeing a blatant disregard for, for people in this earth. Uh, of minority status. We see blatant disregard for a lot of things, but how can we improve uh, uh, the th- our thought life concerning this, our thoughts concerning race relationships? Because the matter we get, the more destructive we want to be. So we have to find a way to properly channel our frustration, our anger, what we think needs to take place and, 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 and really get into a place of, 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 of changing the narrative about us. How are we, how, uh, what is our thought life concerning the homeless? What is our thought life concerning the less fortunate? What, how, what is your thought life not just concerning this, but what is your thoughts and perceptions? And how do we get to a proper place of understanding? As a kingdom citizen. Because a kingdom citizen is is here to edify, to build, to create, to show the love of God. How How do we go about doing that? How do we get to a place where we're confident enough in God's purpose for our life? God's plan for our life. God's design for our life. How do we get to a place of understanding? So I'm going to challenge you with that last question, and I'm going to ask you to write down some answers to that because we're going to talk about this next week. Um, We're going to go back into this a little bit different because we're going to deal with choices next week. We're going to deal with choices as kingdom citizens, but a lot of times our choices are based upon our thoughts and perceptions. I see you, Kevin. Thank you. We changed the narrative. Amen. Amen. We changed the narrative, and so now we have to Begin to make better choices, not that race relationship has anything to do with our choices, but how our thoughts are progressed. We have to change the narrative and change and, and begin to relook at our choices that we make. If all hearts and minds are full, let us pray real quick. Father God in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time. We thank you, God for beginning this process. Of kingdom concepts. We thank you, God, that you've challenged us on this evening to look at our thoughts and our perceptions as kingdom citizens. Thoughts about our life, thoughts about our environment, thoughts about how we deal with people, thoughts about how we interact with one another, God, and then changing the narrative of our perceptions, God. God, I ask right now that you touch us in a mighty way, God, that you begin to 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 reconfigure, renew our minds, so that we can have a better perception of where we are and, and, and what your plan is in the earth. We submit fully to your will. We submit fully to your authority. We submit fully to your power. We submit fully to your will in our lives, God. God, and as we begin to change our thoughts, God, we ask right now that you put the hedge of protection all around us because we know that the enemy's job is to kill, steal, and destroy. So he's going to try to destroy the way we, our changed mind. He's going to try to destroy the, the way we begin to perceive from this moment forward. But we know, God, that you are God and you said that you came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So, God, we receive that life and we receive it more abundantly in ours. Open up windows, open up doors, open up opportunities on this evening and moving forward for your people, God. So that they can see all of you, God. So that they can not just see you from a place of bondage, but they see you from a place of freedom. That they not see you from a place of persecution, but they see you from a place of a father loving his children. That they not see you from a place of judgment, but, but from a place of... Uh, uh, Jesus. That they see you from a place of admiration that they see you from a place of grace. They see you from a place of mercy, but they see you from a place of righteousness and not just judgment. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. I want to thank you all for joining me this evening. And And I'm going to ask you to say this prayer for you. That God bathed your mind with the things that are important to you, God. If we begin to bathe our minds with the things that are important to, to God, then we change the narrative about, not, about just simply being a self-gratification people. Because once our thoughts and our perceptions are changed to, to match God's will and God's purpose, we can see the best that He has for our life. We are coming, we're, we're becoming completed. We're becoming a finished product. We're a continuous work. We heard that, that Scripture teaches us, he who has begun a good work and has perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So you're always a work being performed, being, being built, being reconstructed, being redeveloped. But you have to be willing to accept it. So as always, I love you with the love of God. Live on purpose live for purpose but most importantly live in God's purpose uh, join us Sunday as we continue dealing with pursuing the heart of God and I love you with the love of God as always uh, live on purpose live for purpose live most importantly live in God's purpose and where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty be blessed go in peace <laughs>